Hello lads and ladies, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast with your hosts, JP and Ron. Back in the net, lads. Hey, I tell you what, John Pickup, it smells like a new car in here. It's nice and fresh, isn't it? Absolutely brand new. This is not the What the Fantasy Football podcast. We have we've rebranded, sir, haven't we? We certainly have. We're pundit imposters now. Pundit imposters. Some some alliteration going on. Clever yeah. ducks that we are. Well, we, we kind of figured that we're really bad at fantasy football, and we we do. Do a half decent job of talking about the the week's worth of football, but when we're, we're not Roy Keane and Micka Richards, are we? Oh no, that level of banter's not going to be there. Certainly not. We're not Neville and Carragher. I don't know. I think we're better than them. Yeah, maybe at football anyway. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, uh, but guys, welcome. Thank you for coming back. If you have, if you listened to last week's show, uh, you'll have heard that we've uh, mixed up the formula a little bit, mixed up the format. It's not going to be talking about the old fantasy football, of course, but we're also, as JP's alluded to uh, just a moment ago, we're also going to be talking a little bit more widely about football, uh, Premier League football in particular, the week's results. Uh, what else have we got on the show today, JP? We're going to talk about away days. Mm, yeah, that was good last week. We're definitely going to talk about the fantasy football league because you know that's still relevant and uh, we're still well in the uh, the mid-table mediocrity mm. and um and we're, we're going to do the uh, the cracking new feature that is the premier league 11 i did enjoy that last week yeah looking forward to having a go at it myself i've been practicing all week thinking which ones you could give to me so if it's one that i prepared i might have cheated a little bit but um we'll see <laughs> that's <laughs> I, a little I've, bit sad <laughs> every, every night i've gone to bed i've done about five different ones i've been like Premier, uh, best Premier League surname starting with T. Best Premier League winners, but <laughs> um, I don't. I could yeah. just imagine you doing that, you know, brushing your teeth and then shoot, shoot, bang into the mirror. Just have a go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sammy's Sammy sidles over to me with that look in her eyes. I'm like, no, babe. I've got to think of best African Premier League eleven of all time. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yes, we've got That's that. What she um, said. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. Excited to get going. Um, yeah, should we should we start talking about some football? Yeah, man. I think we just need to apologise to our uh, loyal fans for for being a little bit late this week because you know all of this rebranding it's uh, quite a tiring process. And yes, yes. We had to wait for a new jingle, didn't we? And that was we, at the 11th hour. We did, we did. JP is very, very proud of the new jingle, and so he should be. It's great with a guest appearance from an old friend. Exactly. And, you know, this is a kind of a crossover um, point, but, you know, you've got to use your inner circle powers for, for something, haven't you? Oh, I liked it. I like the reference. I like the reference. Yeah. Right then, should, should we get on with it and have a chat about the last week's football? Absolutely. Let's do it. So game week 16, it took place this weekend, just gone. It did. It did. It was uh, the Friday night and then we got some Saturday games, didn't we? We absolutely did. A, a packed weekend of football. Uh, any fixtures that really stand out to you, JP? Um, I think the uh, the Arsenal game was uh, was where I wanted to start on this one because mm-hmm. uh, I thought Arsenal looked really good against a, a quite a poor uh, Southampton team. Yeah. Um, and 
it was almost like a, a throwback to the Arsenal of old. Um, there, there was one of the goals they played right out from the goalkeeper. And it was sort of five or six passes and bang, the ball was in the back of the net. It was scintillating stuff. Mm. Yeah, I Arsenal. Think, Arsenal. Was, it, uh, was that like a Zets goal, I think? Uh, yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was the third one, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. Yeah, and they are and they are looking scintillating at the moment. Uh, big news coming out of Arsenal, of course, is the uh, the Obama Yang fiasco. What yeah. happened to that? I'm not really sure. I've, I've seen it and I've seen all the kind of the memes and the TikToks <clears throat> taking the mick out of it. But what's actually gone on? What's what's actually happened behind the scenes? See, I, I don't know. I I think he's the, the rumor I've heard is that he's gone somewhere and not come back on time, and uh, Arteta's not happy. Whether I mean, where, he's he's from he's from Gabon, isn't he originally? I don't know whether yeah. he's he's gone back to see family or you know with with all the COVID stuff going on, maybe that's caused an issue. I honestly don't know. He might have just gone on holiday. Um, but I I think that's that it's it's all about him not coming back on time, and Arteta's drawn a hard line with it. But Arsenal seem to always have a problem with the captain. Have you noticed? It's like a recurring thing. Like the whole Granite Xhaka, that was a big deal, wasn't it? And even if you think further back. Uh, do you remember when Gallas just sat on the pitch ten ten years ago? Everyone, <laughs> yeah. like they just they're just terrible since Tony Adams left. Um, they haven't had a good captain, have they? I don't know. I think they've had maybe one or two. Um, a certain Patrick Vieira springs to mind. Uh, with oh, that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. Right. Well, Jacka. I mean, Jack is just a terrible footballer. Anyway, I hate so. hate everything about him. The fact that he got given the armband was a little bit of an error of judgment in my mind in the first place. Yeah, but then, you know, giving it to Aubameyang, it was almost just because he was the talisman at the time. I, I'm I'm a traditionalist when it comes to captains. You know, your centre half or your centre midfielder should be your yeah. captain in my mind. Yeah, agree. It doesn't have to be your best player, just the loudest, the strong, you know, the strongest voice in the dressing room. Maybe he is, but you know, I, I do get the impression that it was on seniority. It was almost like <laughs> who's got best card on FIFA? Give him give him armband. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, they look good. They look really good. Um, and I mean, moving th- through into this this game week, they beat uh, an informed West Ham as well, didn't they? I so, was I um, was gonna say yeah. They and they and I watched uh, most of that game, and they looked good against West Ham. West Ham weren't pushovers. Uh, they 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 were left wanting a little bit going forward. West Ham were, um, but but no, Arsenal were were great. Um, uh, missed penalty as well. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that in the fantasy football segment because somebody put Lacazette in his team. Um, <laughs> but they're keeping clean sheets as well, though. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, barring the, the odd goal here and there, but uh, you know, consistently they they seem to be pretty solid at the moment. So yeah. I mean, having that fantasy football link, having Ramsdale is is the keeper to have, and um, I, I snuck Gabriel into my team. Um, Did you? Good idea. So have you have you got double du- du- double du- double clean sheet points then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, clever, 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 clever. Um, so yeah, but no, Arsenal pro- probably um, best looking team um, since the weekend. Um, done really best well in, manager, in both games. Oh yeah, he's he's a, he's a good chap. He's a good looking chap. Um, also in game week one, we saw the demolition of Newcastle by Leicester. Um, without Jamie Vardy again because he's Jamie in my, Vardy because he's yeah, in my fantasy football team. My team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is why this show is no longer just about fantasy football because um, we make decisions like this. But um, let let I mean let's not kind of downplay the fact that Leicester look pretty good lately. Uh, Madison's found form at just the right time. Uh, Rogers seems very happy about that, and, and why shouldn't he? I think 
Um, Leicester, if you think about Leicester's topsy-turvy form at the start of the season, a big part of that is down to the fact that James Madison hasn't been firing on all cylinders. And it it's easy. Football's a fickle beast, isn't it? And it's easy to forget, you know, when he's not playing, he's had an injury, he's not been on form since. It's easy to forget just how important he's been to them over the last Agreed. couple of years. Interesting one as well. Uh, it's something that we did actually say right at the start of the season. Um, Wilfred Undidi has come back into the team over the last few few weeks. I think quality, and, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and he just then gives player. he gives Barnes and Madison that ability and Tillemans as well to get forward. Yeah, and I think that that really really helps them to um, to kind of you know play their their own game instead of having to be a bit more compact. Maybe. Agreed. Agreed. Um, probably. I mean, if we look at the postponed games, they were meant to play Spurs, weren't they, on uh, tonight? Yeah. And and haven't, and maybe that's a good thing for Spurs because I don't know. I, I think Leicester would turn them over in the form they're in. It, it is the fact that Dakar is actually scoring and contributing now mm-hmm. a problem for Vardy. And well, it was something you said at the start of the season as well. That yes, not his last one. Yeah, not not because of Dakar. I actually thought Ianacho would be the pretender yeah. to the throne, but um, the uh, Dakar looks good, doesn't he? He's quick, he man. He's quick and he wants the ball and he'll come looking for it and he'll run the channels. He kind of does a lot of the the stuff that Vardy does well, um, yeah. which Ianacho doesn't. So maybe that's why Dakar's seen a little bit more success in that team when he does come in because Leicester don't have to change the way they play around him as much. Um, I don't know. I don't watch enough of Leicester to know that. It's probably just a, a, a casual observer's observation. Um, but that possibly might be why he might be the one who comes in for Vardy um, during the season rather than um, uh, rather than Ianacho. Yeah, because like you say, he's like light for light, whereas Ianacho is a different type of player, isn't he? He's not going to mm. run in behind. He's he's going to build. And yeah. yeah, he still gets goals. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, he's, he's not that kind of impact sort of player that Vardy is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that that was that was uh, so Leicester again uh, did really really well this weekend. Uh, probably worth touching on Man City. Um, the two sides of Man City probably came out in between game week sixteen and seventeen. Yeah. We saw them grind out a result against Wolves, um, and then absolutely flipping demolish Leeds in midweek as well. Um, they look pretty good, don't they? I want to pick out the, the Wolves game in particular um, mm. for Raul Jimenez. Yep. What an absolute nightmare. Is, is that possibly the worst red card in Premier League history? Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously he is in my fantasy football team. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it, was it was just, it was just crazy. Was I, I think the booking was probably harsh. Mm. But then don't stand there and then don't like, make a motion towards the ball. Because yeah. that's a that's definitely a booking, and you've just been booked. I mean, it's yeah. just madness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, stupid behaviour, and uh, and yeah, cost them. Yeah, because Wolves weren't overawed by the occasion, were they? They, they weren't, um, but they they did kind of set up the banks to defend. And, yeah, uh, I think Sal made eight saves. So dangerous, you know. dangerous game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Um, dangerous games play against City, proven by uh, Leeds. But that's the flip side of it because Leeds didn't do that, and Leeds tried to be Leeds and they tried to play Leeds football. They, and they tried to match him, and you know it it went horribly wrong pretty much from the first minute. <laughs> Man, the, the funniest thing I've seen after the Leeds City game was the the meme of uh, Jack Duckworth and uh, Tyrone from Coronation oh, Street. <laughs> Bielsa and his interpreter after the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely 
tremendous work whoever did that yeah no it uh, made me laugh but yeah City are just um it's interesting with City isn't it because there's an argument about you know what's the point Why, why go out against teams and try and defend I think with City you've kind of got to yeah because I think Liverpool I think you can try and go toe to toe with them you you might not get anything. You probably won't get anything, but you'll get more success because Liverpool are just great at breaking down the low block. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're expansive, if you catch them on the back foot, if you catch them fullbacks bombing on, you get a bit of space in behind. You catch you catch Van Dijk on the rare occasion that he's a bit flat-footed. Um, you might get something out of them. I think with City... Well, Brighton did it, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, really good point. Yeah. Um, with, with City... I, I don't think you can. I think they're just too good. That that Guardiola press and it just doesn't work. Which is an interesting observation. I've never really thought about it about how one seems to fare better. One approach seems to fare better against City compared to Liverpool because you always tend to mention them in in the same breath because of the fact yeah. they both are high press okay. teams. Um, they both are head and shoulders probably the best two teams in Europe, um, possibly with the exception of Bayern Munich. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's just an interesting one. Um, but Leeds just proved that it's very, very dangerous yeah, to try very and match, silly thing to, to match City blow for blow. And we definitely get, said this earlier on in the season. Oh, sorry, I'm cutting you off then. Um, no, that's all we, right. Um, we've, we said this earlier in the season, definitely, that it almost seemed like a flip-flop sort of scenario. Well, Liverpool will go and absolutely destroy somebody. And it's like, wow, Liverpool are going to win the league. And then City yeah. go and then do it the week after. And yeah, it's almost like it's City's turn. Um, and just everything, everything just came off, didn't it, against Leeds because they were yeah. so expansive, and it's just not the right thing to do. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for keeping to your principles, but yeah, 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 you you will get found out on occasion when that happens. Now, here's my question for you because that's a very good point and a very good segue in this segment. So the next uh, conversation point, JP, um, we're talking about flip flopping between Liverpool, this City, that. Um, who's do, who's going to win the league? Who's who's playing the best brand of football? Um, are Chelsea falling away from that conversation a little bit? Do you think? Interesting, um, because they're still right in there, aren't they? Mm. They're, they're almost um, yeah, they're kind of the third wheel, aren't they? Yeah, because they just kind of once or twice they've they've looked really good, and and in the big games as well they've looked really good. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I think they are kind of pretenders to the throne a little bit, but. Again, we you know we said it earlier in the season that they look like they they could, they've got that staying power. Um, Champions yeah. of Europe, improve the squad if anything, so they can't be discounted. But no, I just think Liverpool and City are just too good. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and I mean they got the win against Leeds, um, in game week sixteen at the weekend, um, quite dramatic fashion, three two, they ground it out, proving maybe the answer to the question, you know, can can they do it dirty, you know, which you have to do for all the yeah, great football. Two penalties as well. I mean, they were yeah. penalties, but they robbed the look a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. But they got the win. However, yeah. unless something happens in the next two and a half minutes, they're going to drop two points at home to Everton in a game that I've been sitting here watching it while we've been talking and they don't look like they've been unlucky. They don't look like they're worth any more than this point. Everton yeah. have, have really set up well against them and, you know, and, and they're not playing a strong team, Everton. They've got a lot of absentees, a lot of young lads on that field. And um, and Chelsea just don't look like they've 
Chelsea don't look like they've got the ability to blow teams away like Liverpool. And you, you, you get a feeling that these young lads rock up at Anfield or the Etihad and they're going to get drilled. And that's just not and that's just not happened at Stamford Bridge. I mean, just looking at the, the results and, you know, there's there's not that many margins where they've, they've absolutely destroyed teams. No. Apart from Norwich when they did them 7-0, but that yeah. was Norwich. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think they're, they're kind of the third wheel. Mm, For me, yeah. the, the the key one, and I jokingly messaged you this uh, yesterday, I think, if City can keep Kevin De Bruyne fit, mm-hmm. he's the game changer for me. Yeah. You know what? Um, you could just cut and paste the conversation we had about James Madison on a much bigger scale. Of yeah. course, I'm not I'm not comparing James Madison to Kevin De Bruyne, but he's been off the boil a little bit. Guardiola has a tendency sometimes to play him a little bit deeper. So you he's forget about played, him a little he's bit. He's been injured. Yeah, yeah, he's had the injuries. He's uh, had a little bit of a dip in form as well. Um, you know, you could even, you know, even say last back end of last season, he wasn't firing all cylinders, and people forget they get complacent. You forget that he is the best passer of a football in the world. On on, yep. on on, he's incredible. His vision, his distribution, um, the way he links play for City is absolutely unparalleled. Um, and like you said, yeah. If if he's firing fit, he he does he does for City, albeit in a slightly different way and in a slightly different manifestation. But he is to City what Mo Salah is to Liverpool. Agreed. Yeah. And if yeah. City can get him doing for them what Mo Salah is doing for Liverpool, then Liverpool are in trouble, in my opinion. I mean, you said there he can pick a pass. You're 100 percent right in what you said in, in my mind as well. But you just get that feeling if he gets the ball anywhere near the edge of the 18-yard box, it's it's fine in the top corner. It's just, oh yeah, oh, it's just yeah. outrageous. I mean, his goal, you know, for saying he's he's been out for quite a while to come back and do that. It's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's got goals. In it. He's got goals in his locker as well. Um, but he's got to stay fit. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and also um, not fall foul to Guardiola Roulette because I think the thing with Pep Roulette is that De Bruyne a, a few years ago was exempted from it. Yeah. If you remember, he was yeah. he was a him and Edison. They were the names on the team sheet. City and Chelsea, uh, sorry, Chelsea and Everton have just just blown up. That's one one. That's that's done. Uh, so Chelsea have dropped more points. Um, but yeah, back on to what I was saying. Um, it, will he now? Because Pep does know that he can push Gundogan further forward and he'll do him a job. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But but if he trusts him and he's got him playing week in week out. You're absolutely right. I think City have, uh, 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 will find a weapon in their arsenal that, that maybe people had forgotten was there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I would like to kind of... Uh, I know VAR is shit is its own segment, but I think, mm. um, I think there's a couple of uh, games from Game Week 16 that uh, the VAR is shit kind of falls into a little bit. Yeah. Um, we're still talking about City. The, the penalty that they actually got in the Wolves game was absolute toss. There's no yep. way that that's a penalty. Agreed. At all. It, it is his armpit. So, you know, I, I don't I don't understand, you know, if, if we're talking about a clear and obvious error and then that's being given, then then there's something fundamentally wrong with it. I think I think the problem with VAR is that there's a real there seems to be a real removal of common sense involved in it. So and, and the frustrating thing, I mean, in some ways, I understand it. 
because how often the referees get criticised for making a decision wrong or misinterpreting something or seeing something a certain way. So what it feels like they've done is they've brought in this list of rules and regulations in terms of, you know, this is what constitutes offside. This is what constitutes a penalty. This is what constitutes a, you know, a, a goal stopping, a goal denying opportunity, etc., etc. And they use the video technology that sits behind that um, as a reason, uh, as almost like a safety net. And it's like, uh-huh. well, look, this is what it's doing. So we, we, we've lost, and, and you said this before, mate, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but we've lost one of the best bits of football, which is which is the talking point. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, the conversation, chat the, pub, the chat yeah. at the pub. And you can argue that we still chat about it at VAR, but it's just people arguing that it's nonsense. And I think even I think even people, when it when it benefits your team, I don't think people sit there being like, oh, that was a great decision by, by VAR. They're more just like, ah, VAR, we got around it. Yeah, we, we well, well that, that's kind of, that's the second part of VAR shit this week. Um, there was an incident in the Burnley game where, uh, it was a corner that came in and then the ball broke sort of uh, between the uh, the six and the 18 yard box and Dwight Manil went to clear the ball, got nowhere near it and absolutely took out um, Dawson from West Ham. Mm. It's a penalty all day long and it got reviewed and, and it wasn't given. So it, again, I, I, it's part of me wants VAR to succeed because I think, I think it can be used for good. But when, when it's so far... In terms of the consistency, you know, that's where I've got the issue. Where they, they can give an offside that's a centimetre offside, but something as blatant as that and the city penalty, they're, they're not overturned. And they are clear and obvious errors. The referees clearly miss that, that Dwight Maneel takes out, uh, what's he called? Craig Dawson, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it just baffles me. And I guess it does still create that talking point, but like you said, it's it's not about the actual, you know, two two blokes in a pub arguing about the actual decision. Yeah. It's about was it offside? Two was it not talking about how shit the computer system is and the guy that's yeah. looking at it? It's yeah, yeah. It, it's removing no, it from I, the game. I agree, and 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 I and, and I'm the same as you. I I I I do feel like I want it to succeed. Cause it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. That's the that's the thing. It doesn't it doesn't feel like. Um, they're not going to step backwards and suddenly admit that no. VAR is indeed shit, are they? But it, it, I think a big part of the Premier League's got a lot to answer for because I was thinking about this. You don't get this level of controversy in European football. The way VAR is employed in the Champions League and the Europa League seems to be to a much less controversial standard and equally with the euros var was praised for how it was employed and how it was utilized throughout and then i wonder to myself is that because there's less games and we're not seeing it as much you know what i mean like it's oh you know we only Maybe. get x amount of games in a game week and then it goes on to another three or four weeks before it's used again and in the tournament it was only over a three-week period so you don't there's not enough opportunities like you got to remember there's 10 games in the premier league once a week, sometimes twice a week at this time of year, when there's 90 minutes in each game where something could happen and something could be messed up. And maybe there's just more, there's a bigger canvas to potentially go wrong. But I don't know, it just it just feels like the Pre- Premier League VAR just hasn't landed as successfully as in some other competitions. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think it has improved. And you'd like to think season on season it will carry on improving. But um, yeah, it's still shit at the minute. So 
There we go. End, we'll end of the AI. Shit. Yeah. There you go. How about how about um uh, there was I want to talk about the bottom of the league before we move on to the next segment, mate. And uh, we'll come to that in just a moment. But I do want to take a second. I think there is one team that we probably need to really call out in terms of um, what's what they've delivered lately, and that's Aston Villa. Yeah, agreed. Steven Gerrard. Hmm. He looked very good. I mean, it's interesting how much um, smoke Liverpool fans are blowing up Aston Villa's arse now. Um, Oh, what a goal. Trent Alexander-Arnold's just scored an absolute thunderbolt for Liverpool to make it 3-1. There you go. And at least I've got him in my fantasy football. Well, no, the point I'm making is Liverpool fans... I have an analysis. I love it. See see them all there cheering in the background, smug little bastards. Um, But no, (laughs) they, they do make me laugh. Um, we were lucky, Steven Gerrard, he does this, he's a great proponent of Klopp's style of football, Liverpool's going to be in safe hands when Klopp decides to take the Germany job. I wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder, I wonder how complimentary they'd all be if Villa had turned Liverpool over at the weekend. Well, they wouldn't, they'd be bitter scouses. Oh yeah, <laughs> they'd probably still be saying it, but not as complimentary. Mate, you need to see this Trent Alexander-Arnold goal, it is absolutely delicious. What a player he is, eh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely sublime. Absolutely Pains me to say it, but what a player he is. Um, oh, piss off, Klopp. Right, anyway, so uh, let's move on to the bottom of the league. Gerard's doing amazing. Um, let's move on to the bottom of the league. Watford, still looking dire. Yeah, well, it was it was meant to be a really pivotal week uh, this week. So I think Burnley mm. ground out a decent result against West Ham. We didn't really deserve anything. Um, it was interesting. I was talking to uh, one of my one of our pals from work, who's a Burnley fan, Carl, and uh, we were talking about the the dire state of, of the Burnley against Newcastle game last week, and uh, and then getting a, a result of West against West Ham, who were flying high. And you know, you, you'd take a point out of those two games in a roundabout way, but it, yeah. it would have been the one at St James's, if if anything. Yeah. Um, and whilst we still got the point, it has kind of closed the, the league up a little bit. Um, but we could have still got out of the bottom three with a result against Watford. So yeah. the fact that he got called off, yeah, I don't know, it doesn't sit brilliantly with me. But, the, you know, you can't really legislate for the COVID stuff that's going on, can you? Because oh, games are falling off left, right and centre, aren't they? Yeah, it's far from ideal. And, you know, if it was just one game in the game week, you'd say something. But obviously, uh, since the United uh, cancellation... Um, uh, that happened just before the Tuesday game. Was it Brighton? It was, wasn't it? Um, oh, that's for the weekend. Uh, well, since the United game was cancelled, it seems. Brentford, wasn't it? Brentford, and, and Spurs have had two cancelled now, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Leicester game's just been done. Um, they keep showing that Trent Alexander under goal. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so I did try uh, yeah. and get it on my phone then, and it just took my headphones off. So I, oh, I right, okay. No, no, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna leave it. You'll have, to, you'll have to give it a watch. Newcastle are in real trouble, aren't they? Let's let's touch on that. Um, we talked about them getting turned over by Leicester and Liverpool have now 3-1. Uh, they went 1-0 up. I've, I've not watched a lot of it because I've been watching the um, the Chelsea-Everton game, but I think it probably flatters Newcastle to be losing 3-1. Um, uh, Liverpool have been excellent again. Um, but and, and Jota, Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold all scoring, all three in my fantasy football. I'm a pro at this, me. No hey, doubt it's in myself. Up. <laughs> Rob's at the wheel. Um, uh, yeah, but I, yeah, Newcastle are fucked, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did say after they beat us that you know the next four were terrible games. Um, 
but yeah, they they probably performed uh, less admirably than I thought they would have done. So um, mm. yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 going to be tough for them, uh, and I, I think Norwich Norwich are, are doomed. Yeah, they yeah, managed that... to last for one week. Yeah, no, no points again. Um, again, uh, over the last two game weeks, um, losing to United. Although they did need to keep them in the game. Um, yeah, yeah, they played. They played. I watched the. You know, I watched them against United. Uh, the evening kickoff on the Saturday. Um, they, 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 they were good. They, they were in the game for for all of it. But I mean, United aren't very good at the moment. That's the Ranić's trying to implement a different style, and it feels like it's a. Uh, um, just, just, just get through it at the minute with United. Just, just, just batten down the hatches and get through it. Let's grind out results. And to be fair, that's that's what United are doing. And you know, the, the, his record in the few weeks he's been here has, has been great. It'd be interesting to see how he would have got on against Brentford and, and Brighton on Saturday, which has now been cancelled as well. But yeah, the, the, Norwich weren't awful, but I agree with you. They they don't look good enough for this league at all. No, no, not at all. Um. So yeah, that's that's. So we just much. need to drag Watford into the the mire, don't we? And uh, yeah, uh, you know they're going to have to come to to Burnley in a midweek game at some point. Um, so yeah, it would have just been quite nice to to have this conversation, having beaten them yesterday with, with three and, points uh, in the bag. I, th- I think yeah. that the um, given the fact that Newcastle looks so rotten, given the fact that Norwich looks so out the depth, and given the fact that Watford are probably the next worst team. If you're a, a Burnley, for example, or maybe a Brentford, even though they look like they're doing quite well at the moment, Palace have been in a dip of form, um, but their points tally is probably keeping them a little bit, um, the heads above water. But a, a, any team that's in that bottom eight, you just got to be better than Watford. Simple as that. I, th- I think yeah. Newcastle and Norwich will fall away of their own accord. Watford have maybe got something about them. Not a lot. But out of those three teams, I think they're the ones that you've got to be better than. I mean, is January too late for Newcastle to do anything? Because if, if the pep talks to be believed, the, the war chest is coming out and they, they've got I, signings lined up already. Agreed, but I, I don't think that team beds in. I don't think that team delivers. I think they're looking at a lot of players who are surplus to requirements at their existing clubs. Therefore, they're not going to be hot to trot. They're not going to be ready to hit the ground yeah. running. Um so- I, I I just I I'll be honest I don't see I don't know it's paper talk but I don't see what Jesse Lingard and Deli Ali do to that team. You know what I mean? No. Certainly no. not. Not saying that they're not both. I I love Jesse Lingard. I absolutely adore Jesse Lingard. And what he did at West Ham was awesome. Um, but he's not. He's well, he hit the ground running at West Ham after not playing any football in the first half. I was going to say, season, I think so. Lingard's probably the one that wouldn't hit the ground running. You know, you're talking mm. Ramsey's another one that was mentioned. Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so he's yeah. not playing. Yeah. He's not getting a game for you, Vasey. So. No, no. I don't know. I, think I, I, hope, I really hope that you're right, but uh, but you know I, I can still only go on what I saw two weeks ago, and yeah, Burnley were devoid of anything. So at the moment they're the third worst team. Simple yeah. as that. So yeah, they need to show me something different. Yeah, yeah. But they've got and the experience. You Palace as well, mate. Um, I think uh, we did say that they've been really impressive this season, and mm-hmm. we've, we've enjoyed watching them and Conor Gallagher especially. And he carried that on, didn't he? Um, yeah. In the, in the game uh, against Everton, and his second goal was an absolute scorcher. Really good goal. Mm. Um, He's a player. He's a player. He is absolutely. So, does he get a game for Chelsea though? That's the question. No. See, I, I was thinking this. Like, who does he get ahead of at Chelsea in that position? 
well, this is it. You know, do, does he replace Mount? Does he does he get rotated with Mount and um, and have it? I just can't oh. see it. I just can't see it. They, the, Chelsea's problem is that they spend so much money on people that it becomes difficult to bring talent through. And don't get me wrong, Lampard started a really good trend, a really good made a really good attempt at booking the trend, and we have seen the younger players come through. And Reese James, Mason Mount, great examples of that. Um, Billy Gilmore, I know he's off on loan now, but he looks a player as well. Um, there are examples of it happening and yes they can do it but as a club that has this ethos of we'll buy big we'll spend we'll invest big money because we want that instant result it becomes difficult because chelsea as 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 a as an entity as a franchise almost they need instant results and you don't always get that out of young players yeah it's interesting though you you mentioned quite a few players there so Reese James on his own because he's a he's a wing back but Mount, Gilmore, I, I thought then of Loftus-Cheek, he's been out yeah. on loan and then tried to get in and, you know, he's on the fringes. And then Gallagher, they're all in the same sort of position. So yeah. there's only a, a certain amount of people that can play. And then when they break the transfer record for, for Havertz last season, yeah. it's, uh, you know, yeah, where is he going to play? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And you, that, never know, you never know. And that is our rundown of football for the last 10 days, seven days since we last spoke. Um, excited. There was lots to talk about. It was two game weeks. Excited to see what happens in the fixtures next weekend. How many of them actually get on will be the interesting, the interesting yeah. question. We we know a couple have already been um, called off. Uh, however, let's keep everything crossed uh, that we still get some football at the minute. There's still two games on on the Saturday, three games on on the Sunday. So yeah, we're down, that's, we're down, not, that's only five, we're down, isn't it? We're down to five games. Probably the pick of the litter being. Um, Super Sunday, our four kickoff Spurs against Liverpool. Um, Spurs will 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 the will will they be rested or um, are Liverpool just going to absolutely tear them a new arsehole? But but is that one still not in question with with the outbreak in Spurs or or will they be over it by then? Who knows? Who knows? But at the moment, it, uh, as things stand tonight, it's still on. Um, I've got a feeling we might be going into a a little bit of a, a, a like a a fire break um, like they did. Two seasons ago, yeah, when uh, when 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 COVID first hit, <clears throat> and we might get two weeks where the players all go into isolation. We don't get football, and then they're back at empty stadiums. But maybe that's just a pessimist in me. Um, but it doesn't look like it's getting better it before it gets a bit worse. Oh well, that's a nice uh, light not to leave the the week. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so something we started uh, last week was talking a little bit about away days. So my terrible trip to Newcastle, um, it's definitely not my worst away day ever. Um, but I thought it'd be quite interesting to just tell a few stories from the away days. Because I think that that's one of the special things about football is, the, you know, the home games, you get into a routine, you do the same thing. You go down the pub, you go and get your pie, you know, you know where you're sitting, everything's the same. Whereas when you go away, it's an early start. You get on the beers with the lads and, yeah, it's just a special, special time, isn't it? Well, you say that, you say, isn't it? Uh, I've got no idea. I, 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 I've never done away days. Um, I'm a Man United fan and uh, <laughs> get, 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 to, get to Old Trafford as often as I can, but um, probably three or four times a season. Um, and that's a lot for me. Um, away games. I mean, I've travelled to different grounds to watch games of football. 
and I've got some 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 stories of uh, some underwhelming uh, days out, shall we say, at different grounds. But ironically, never to watch United because it's it's almost impossible to get an away ticket for United if you're not a season ticket holder. See, that's interesting. Whereas you know, my whole football upbringing was in Division Four, Three, Two, mm. the Championship, and then in in later times the Premier League. So um, yeah, I've got some you know real stories from some from some of the bad grounds that we've been to. But yeah. I thought it'd be interesting just to you know. Maybe maybe a story each a week just to kind of talk about the away days and and definitely reach out to the guys that are listening to get their best and worst away days. Um, I definitely don't want to start my worst away day, so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about my my best away day if cool. uh, if you'll indulge me. Yeah, absolutely. So it was 2009. Um, I don't know if this counts as an away day because it, it was at Wembley, so it was a playoff final um, when we beat Chef Chef United one 0 So. Um, I know you've been a, a Sheffield resident. You'll uh, you'll resonate with this. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. we, we took about thirty thousand Burnley fans down, and Sheffield United took about thirty five, I think. And um, and me and me and the boys, we, uh, we we got on a few tubes. You know, it was still quite new to us that going down to London and you know going out and having a few beers. Yeah. And I just remember there were about seven or eight of us, um, and we walked past this pub, and there were two Sheffield United fans stood outside having a fag. So us little upstart started chanting Burnley songs up and thinking that we were ten men, and uh, and then literally about two hundred people came out of this pub and they were Sheffield United fans and they just like roaring <laughs> chants at us. Yeah, I think we better fuck off, aren't we? Um, <laughs> and then we went on to win the game, uh, and it's probably the only time that I've actually cried at a football match. You know, we just I think growing up with the lower leagues, you know, actually achieving the dream of seeing your team on match of the day. Yeah, I think there's something special about that, and uh, and yeah, just just the whole day was just phenomenal, and uh, and just to kind of top things off, so we had to get back on the tube to go home uh, to go meet our coach because the the coach didn't want to come into the uh, the green belt, so they'd pay the congestion charge, so he put his way outside so he didn't have to pay <laughs> that. Um, it was just this part where my best pal, uh, we were sat on this tube, like you know three sheets to the wind a little bit drunk and uh his dad who was a legendary guy he's, he's no longer with us sadly um but i looked up and there was this kind of other tube that pulled up uh, uh, directly across from us and he was sat on the other tube and then we kind of set off <laughs> other ways and he just saluted me and it's like you've gone completely <laughs> the wrong way mate oh uh, yeah L- little memories like that i think you know just kind of summed it up as, yeah. yeah what a day what a day yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there is a little bit of envy uh, that comes with that. I think one of my one of my pledges for when the world gets back to something, uh, some semblance of normality, is to try and get get start getting some non-league football because um, I think supporting grassroots is super important and it, and it would be nice to get involved. That you don't see a lot of that with United, like I said. I mean, there are the yeah. fat fans that do, and you know, that have the season tickets and get their week in week out, but it, it's just it's just not the experience that you have for everyone. Like I I I, I only went to one Man United game as a child. How mad's that? If you think about your upbringing, how often you yeah. went to see Burnley. But like co- like combination of things. One, the fact that my dad wasn't around, so I didn't have anyone to really take me. Um, secondly, the fact that it was Man United. It was hard. If you didn't know how, it was hard to get a ticket. If you didn't know somebody, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and I, and we didn't. And my mum wasn't interested in football. So there was never... What I always found was, and this is probably my, my, my best story that I can tell, 
because uh, I only started going to United when I got older and could afford to buy tickets myself and figured out how to get in through the membership route and you know be able to pick up spur tickets on the on Facebook or or, or get in yeah. at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, we went to it was basically what always my my experience with football was always who my mum was dating. Right. So my, so my mum was dating a bloke probably in about I think about 2001, so it would have been about 14, 13, 14. He was Man United fan, he was a season ticket holder, right? And um, I remember my mum being like, "He's going to take you to a game. He's got, he's got, his son's got a spurt. His son's not going. You can go." And we went, and it was the first time I'd ever been to Old Trafford. Man United, Blackburn won three one. Dwight York got a brace, and Paul Scholes scored one. Never forget it. And uh, and he awesome. took me, and we went to the pub before, and it was an amazing experience, and I loved it. And I was like, "Mum, you need to marry this bloke." <laughs> and uh, and they split up shortly after, and. Um, and uh, and so that was a real shame. And then a couple of years went by, she started dating another bloke. And he was a big football fan. I never met him. Um, uh, and she was like, um, so I, I can't remember his name. Let, let, let's call him Schmoible for the for the tale of the tape. <laughs> so she's like, Schmoible and me have been chatting and uh, he's a big football fan. So he's going to sort you out. With something. He can't go the game. So he's going to give me his season tickets and me and you are going to get to go to, to the game instead. And I was like, right, who's he support? She's like, can't remember. I don't really follow football, but I'll ask him and we'll sort it out. So she goes and she asks Schmoibel. And it turns out Schmoibel, Bolton Wanderers fan. So my mum took me to see Bolton against Charlton at the Reebok. It was cold in there. It was shit. It was. It it was a cold stadium. And it was quite new at the time. It hadn't been around. It hadn't been open for too many years. But yeah, I I remember just the whole time we sat quite close to the goal line just being like, UC Askelinen looks really fucking bored. And so am I. Was that in the Big Sam era as well? Yeah, it was. It would have been, yeah. Just watching so. the ball getting punted 100 <laughs> yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They, won, they won, I think, but 2-1 maybe. But yeah, that's probably that's probably my one of my few memories. I've got, I have got memories of going to random grounds and going to watch... I've got some that I'll do in, 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 a few, in, in, um, in future episodes. I've got... Going to Goodison, um, my wife's an Everton fan. Going to Goodison, I've got, I've been to the San Siero, I've been to a, a oh, wow. uh, I've been, to, I've been to a Euros final at, the, at Stade de France. So I have got some good stories about travelling around, but just unfortunately, never to watch Man United. Well, that doesn't matter. I think it still come, kind of comes into the away days, especially going to the San Siro. Oh, that's awesome. Mm, I've got a brilliant story about that. that. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a terrifyingly funny story about the San Siero. That inv- well, let's save I it. I let's save really, it for another we'll, day. We'll, we'll do that one next week. So that, and so that's our away day story for this yeah, week. Cheers, Schmoibel. Yeah, nice one, Schmoibel. You Bolton supporting prick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I reckon we open this up though. So see, you know, we, we've got some uh, some people from all around the country that watch different teams at different levels as well. So. Tell us about your best and worst away days, and we'll uh, we'll share a few stories. I think. Yeah, let's do it. Right then, so last week, JP, we started our little game, our little challenge. We got some good uh, uh, some good feedback on it in our uh, in our little group chat that we've got with some of the some of our avid listeners, all all four of them. Um, and we got some our... random stuff as well, didn't we? We, we got did. just people just we naming did. random French players. <laughs> no, no, yeah. you don't understand the. the yeah, was, was the it player. was it Marco Del Watzio that threw big Santi Lizarazu? <laughs> don't think he ever played in the Prem, Marco. But continue. Nope. <laughs> so so yeah, the premise is that uh, we're going to we're looking for a best Premier League eleven. 
um, with a certain set of criteria. Last week, it was French players. Um, and here's the difference. One of us is going to come up with it and is going to have all week to come up with the best team they can think of. The other one's going to be put on the spot and he's going to have to do it in 90 seconds or less. Um, last week, uh, it was me that managed to put a team together. I managed to pressure JP into picking Florin Maluda for some reason. <laughs> but I think he's going to get his, his own back now. So you've prepared a team, haven't you, JP? And you put me I to have. the test. It was interesting, the Florin Maluda one. I've remembered why I picked him because there was two games that Burnley played Chelsea in that 2010 season and he was unplayable. Mm. Well, that was because he was playing against Michael <laughs> He was playing Burnley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phil Barnes. So, uh, so that's that's why. And yeah, I, I probably quite rightly came in with a bit of flack for not picking Robert Perez. But quite a few people going for the David Ginola Um yeah, yeah, a lot of love for David Ginola, wasn't there? But anyway, let's uh, let, let's see how we do. I'm I'm a bit nervous. I'm sure there'll be yeah. there'll be see, plenty of scope to, to make fun of me. But you said you were going to go easy on me first week, so let's see what you've got for me. I am. Um, so in in brutal honesty, this took me about 15 minutes to come up with, and I've looked okay. at it a, a few times more, and I've gone, yeah, that's a real team. So okay. are you ready? Are you yeah. are you primed? I am. I'm set. And you're gonna make you're gonna note them down for me, aren't you? I am gonna note them down. That's yeah. Uh, yeah okay. On open production, we agreed last week. So yeah. um, so yeah, I'd like you to name in the next ninety seconds your best Premier League Dutch eleven. Oh. Go. All right. Okay. So uh, Edwin van der Sar in that easy. Um, centre halves: uh, Virgil van Dijk and Yapstam. Um, I'm gonna leave me fullbacks for a second. Uh, okay, Overmars on the left, Robin on the right. Mm, who's playing in the centre mid? Shit, I'm gonna go to me forwards, uh, and I'm gonna go Burkamp, and I'm gonna go, oh, not Hasselbank, and Percy. Definitely, definitely Burkamp. Oh, Van Nistelrooy. Van Persie or Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie or Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie or Van Nistelrooy. Shit. Van Persie, just because he played for longer. Uh, oh, crap. Okay, so I, I need me two centre mids and I need me full backs, don't I? You do. Uh, I mean, uh, you don't have to go 4 4 2 if you don't want. No, no, I'm going 4 4 2. I've committed to it. I've committed to it. Um, and I, wa- I want both those strikers in. Uh, so centre mids, centre mids, centre mids, centre mids. Rafael van der Vaart. Clock's ticking. Shit. Um. Oh, come on. Um, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, uh, Hullet. Rude Hullet. And I'm panicking. Raphael van der Vaart. I can't think of another centre mid. Raphael van der Vaart and Rude Hullet. Um, and my full back. I've got absolutely. Oh, yes. Uh, right back. Chelsea. What was the lad called? Dreads. Mario Melchior is my right back. <laughs> <laughs> I've panicked on that one. And my left back, I don't want to say Patrick Van Arnholt. I don't want to say Patrick Van Arnholt. You're going to, though. I'm going to say Patrick Van Arnholt. Right, that's no, it. I'm done. Oh, it's the Maluda of the day. It is the Maluda of the day. Is there, is there a quality left back that I've forgotten about? There is. I, to be fair, Matt, I think you did really well. How, how did you feel about that? Uh, it was hard. I hadn't prepared it's tougher than one. you think, isn't it? It is tougher than you think. Yeah. So um, go on, go on. Let, okay, let go on. Read my, re- relay my back to me. Yeah. So Edwin van der Sar. Yep. 
and then you, your two centre half stalwarts of Virgil Van Dijk and Yap Sam. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is where it goes a bit south. You've gone for Patrick Van Arnold as your left back and Mario Melchiot as your right back. Hey mate, Melchiot was a baller. <sighs> hmm. But continue. Questionable. And then your midfield four, you've got Robin on the right hand side, Van der Vaart and Hullet and Overmars. Yep. And you've got Dennis Bergkamp and Robin Van Persie up front. I'm I'm pretty happy with that front six. To be fair, there's a hell of a lot of similarities, similar to mine last week. Uh, so do you yeah. want to hear mine? Yeah, go on, hit me. So I've gone for a 3-4-3. Okay. So I've gone for uh, Van der Sar. Yep. I've gone for uh, a back three of Yapstam, Virgil van Dijk and Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Oh, van Bronckhorst. Played for Arsenal, didn't he? Mm. Wasn't he more of a left and, back? Yeah, well, sent left centre. Fine. All right. Okay. Go on. No, 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 no. Go on. Uh, and then the the midfield four. Actually, I'm surprised you picked Rudd Holly because um, I did the same thing. So the the midfield four is Overmars, Van der Vaart, Holly, and Robin. Mm. So yeah, word for word. Um, Van der Vaart, special mention for him because he was a football manager and champ manager legend as well. He was. Which, he uh, was. He was a decent player as well. Um, there, there were a couple more in midfield that we could have gone for. but uh, And then the front three, I've gone for Van Persie, Van Nistelrooy, you did mention, and Dennis Bergkamp. Mm. Sacri- mm. Sacrifice Patrick Van Arnholt to get Van Nistelrooy in your team. Well, yeah, I couldn't fit <laughs> Mario Melchior into my, um, <laughs> my team. Hey, come on. I, I, I'll, take, I'll take Van Arnholt as a bad shout, but I think Melchior was a good player. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, good one. But, yeah. but it's amazing though. I mean, you mentioned uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Dirk Cowell was probably in with a shout. Yeah, he was a good player. He was a good player. Uh, Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. Yeah, I was about. I was just when you say Cow, I started thinking about Liverpool players, and Wijnaldum was definitely, definitely up yeah. there. I mean, I'm surprised Jordi Cruyff didn't make it into your team. To be fair. Um, no, please. And then sort of Ryan Babble was the other one that I wanted to mention because uh, that'll piss yeah, off. Crazy guy, isn't it? Yeah, he, 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 he definitely was in with a shout over Mark Overmars. <laughs> and uh, the only the only one at serious mention, other than Eric Peters, who's a uh, Burnley substitute, um, is uh, Zenden. He, he was probably... Oh, Zenden was a player. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was a baller. Mm. I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with my 11. I'm quite pleased with your team, to be fair. Um, yeah, you've, you've dropped a... It seems like that left side seems to be a problem for us. It's like the England problem from years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just whack Darren Anderton in there. We'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Trevor Sinclair. Just Trippier, though. It'll be right. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, good one. So, uh, if anybody else thinks that there is a better 11, please do let us know. Let us know who you'd switch in, who you wouldn't, <laughs> who would play instead of... Uh, Patrick went on hot. I forgot about Johnny Heitinger. He could have played at right back. Yeah, Johnny Heitinger. Premier League Dutch players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want Johan Cruyff's name popping up, Marco. <laughs> um, <laughs> Frank Rijkaard. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Brilliant. Good one. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And I'm, I, I think I'm going to get, we'll, we'll come away from the nationalities next week. So just have that in the back of your head and we'll be trying something a bit different. Yeah, I, I think just uh, as a gentleman's agreement, we need to steer clear of the Jailbird 11 that everyone keeps suggesting. Yes, yeah, no, yeah, no Jailbird 11. Season finale, I think. Yeah, 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 okay, no, no, I've, I've, got, I've got a few ideas in mind, but yeah, it won't be a nationality-based one, so just remember that. Yeah, that, and that's fine. Uh, I think it was just nice for us both to be eased in, and I'm, I'm quite pleased, I'm quite pleased that we got similar teams on both of them. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Agreed. Agreed. Good segment. Looking forward to it. In some kind of synergy. It's good. Looking, Looking forward to it next week. Right then, should we talk, JP, just to finish off, about fantasy football? Do we have to? I think we might as well, yeah. Actually, no, I kind of want to because my game week 17 was not atrocious. Well, where are you up to? Points? Well, you just said that um, Salah, Jota and Alexander-Arnold scored. So mm. Yeah, I mean, considering uh, Vardy didn't play, Cancelo didn't play, and Livramento took a solid zero points because he conceded two goals. I've come away with 60 points with bonuses still to be added for Salah and Trent. Yeah, you beat me for the first time in a while. I've got 52 points and I've still got um, bonus points to add. Yeah, not bad, eh? Yeah. I'm pretty pleased with that. Mason um, Mount scored, didn't he? So will he get some bonus points? So I, I could mm, still be very possibly. similar. Possibly, but I think I'm climbing the table a little bit. I'm quite pleased with myself. Yeah, yeah. I took a minus four this week. Um, I took out Allen's at maximum and brought Dennis in, who uh, who was due to play Burnley. Obviously, that got called off. So. Well, I, I had a great idea. My great idea was, with the Aubameyang fiasco that we talked about before, Lacazette will be leading the line. So I thought I'd bring, and he scored at the weekend, so I thought I'd bring Lacazette in um, for Jimenez, because, of course, he got sent off. And, uh, and then he missed the penalty, so... Got an assist, which dragged him out of the minus points, um, but solid three points for, for Lacazette. But I think I'm going to leave him in there because, you know, I think it's a decent shout. Um, I don't think uh, Aubameyang's getting back in that team particularly soon. So uh, so there you go. From a game week perspective, City players, as you would expect, have been flooding game week 17. Um, De Bruyne is the top point scorer. Mares, Foden, Stones are all up there after the demolition of Leeds United um, uh, with Roman with Roman Sice, um peppered in there between sandwiched um, in there yeah uh, yeah with a 15 pointer uh, 68 point season he's having which is pretty impressive isn't it yeah yeah we'll talk about the league yeah let's talk about the league now this is still to be kind of you know bonus pointed up and everything to be uh, kind of finalised but at the moment we've got a new leader we have Lewis Lawson. He's not had the Phillips. best game week ever, has he? And he doesn't look like he's getting many more points, actually. He's got Salah and Alexander Arnold and Jota, so and Mount, who and James. James got three points, so he, I think he will go back to the top. But um, yeah, Jamie Phillips has taken a, at least a day um, on the top spot. Yeah, yeah. Lewis uh, is there. There is a, a little bit of a, a there is a fallibility to him, a bit of vulnerability. Also, um, Andrew Gorman climbing up. Poor old Marco Del Wazio slipped down to fourth. Um, he's, but, uh, him, he's, he's, having, he's having a horrible time of it. He's been tinkering, bless him, hasn't he? Two, two weeks in a row. I'm coming for you, Del Wazio. Only another 400 points to, to make up. Only another 400 points, more than that. Uh, no, it is yeah, 400 points to make up. Um, in the battle between me and you, uh, I think I'm going to make up a couple of points on you. But you're still yeah. comfortably about 30 points ahead of me. But the uh, the yeah. burner account, the burner my, team. Uh, my wife lying next to me asleep. Um, she's had a horrible game week, so I think you'll be all right. She's not getting anything on you this week at all. Yeah, I, I'm, well, she did go above me for for a little while, but yeah, I've uh, I've caught that back up. So a couple of points away from the burner team, which is always good. Absolutely, and I think my friend, it's going to have to be a quick one for the older fantasy football chat because I'm on one percent battery on my phone, and uh, I'm going to oh, nice. any minute. Um, oh, well, I can't we'll quickly do in. Ginger Fire Watch. Ginger um, Fire Watch. 
he's again he's he's bombing like Marco Del Watson here. There's nothing to talk about. Nineteen points. So many red flags. Um, yeah. 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 He's he's got Firmino on the bench. Uh, that'll give him a that'll give him a four pointer. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, that'll take him to twenty three points. And, and, well, actually, no. Martinez is his vice captain, so that so he's going to double points. Seven, oh yeah. Forty. He's actually not had a terrible game week considering. Um, it looks like a set of traffic lights when you press his um, when you press his team. Does, it? Um, but fair play to you, <laughs> Ginger Flyer, as always. Uh, right, JP. Um, new format. What did you think? I yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely got legs. Yeah, I, I think we need to open it out and uh, see what everyone else thinks. Um, yeah, like, tell yeah. us. We we have had some feedback that you know people did like the fantasy football side of things. I know we didn't talk about it loads this week, maybe. Uh, next week it'd be better too because we didn't really have a lot to go at did we then at the end it felt like it was just like a bit of an add-on so maybe next week we'll try yeah. and feed in the fantasy footy a bit into the football the the, the game week chat at the start we'll test it and we were late out. as well weren't we so we were late help. yeah yeah we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out as we go we are learning um so we have rebranded a little bit jp where can people get us on social media um, so really, the, the Instagram is going to be the, the main hub, I think, for now. Um, but I think we're going to change Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, on Instagram, we've just changed the, the handle. So everything else is the same. But it's uh, Football Pundit Imposters on the old Instagram. Wonderful stuff. So please do give us a follow. Slide into our DMs. Tell us what you think of the show. If people want to give yeah. you a follow, JP, where can they get you on the old gram? I'm at JP Runs Free. Brilliant. And I am little runner boy Rob. So please do give us both a follow. Uh, come and have a chat with us. Let us know what you think. You still join the league if you want to for the old fantasy football. Uh, link is in the bio. Just before we go, I just want to uh, shout out uh, Ben Butterworth for a fantastic new artwork, if I can. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. And I would echo that 100%. Uh, really happy awesome. with that. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah, so he's at Mr. Ben Arthur on, on the old Instagram. Yeah, do give Ben a follow. And Ben, of course, is a podcast host as well. Uh, the Cool Runnings podcast, him and uh, his uh, partner in crime, Roberto Oar, only available on Spotify, that one. It blends running with music. If you're into either of those things, both of those things, check them out. They're really good dudes. And they have an absolutely amazing and very good looking guest on Series 1, Episode 2. So go and check that out. Spoiler alert, it's me. Um, talking about running and being a podcast host. Uh, so do check Ben and Rob out. Um, cool Runnings podcast, you can find it on Spotify. And uh, they've got Series 2 coming out, I believe, early next year. You get everywhere, don't you, mate? Like a rash. Like a, like I am, a bad rash. I am like chlamydia. I think that feels like the perfect place to leave it, doesn't it? Mm, a thinker. A thinker. We'll be back <laughs> on Tuesday, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy the new format. We hope you enjoy the show. Um, we're looking forward to, uh, to hopefully, COVID permitting, uh, seeing out 2021 in style um, with some Christmas fixture lists and uh, then seeing you into the new year. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.